It's five o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. Hit the door and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh, my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. All right, hello to you, and uh, welcome in, everybody, on a Tuesday. It is the Patrick Johnson Show. What a beautiful day today was. Just just uh, very nice and gorgeous. And uh, it's really nice and gorgeous to have you with us here on uh, our program uh, today. We've got uh, quite a show. Uh, it is our weekly uh, go-around with the Houston Huddle. So that'll be coming up uh, later on in the program, our exclusive conversation with Mike Houston that we have every Tuesday. Uh, It originated uh, a few years ago with ECU football coaches and uh, sort of transpired to uh, being a uh, weekly call-in with Coach Houston here on Tuesdays. Uh, But now we've moved it to Mondays live in the 8 o'clock hour, right at 8.05 on uh, every Tuesday morning on our talk properties, 103.7 and 96.3, Henry Hinton and myself. So uh, that's always fun. And we had a great crowd, I thought, last night, a very enthusiastic bunch of uh, true pirates last night at uh, the uh, wonderful tiebreakers in uh, the Bells Fork area. Uh, they're also opening a couple other locations. Bram and his staff always accommodating, and uh, Coach Houston, I thought, said some really uh, good things. In fact, uh, we're going to play some of those cuts in our Pirate Report coming up, so stand by for that. Philip the Ref Pilkington is uh, here today. Uh, I've got some uh, questions for you, but we'll save that the next segment because uh, that's when we're really going to uh, knuckle down on pro football next segment. Uh, but... Uh, the big news from today is Aaron Rodgers did indeed tear his Achilles. So uh, he is done for the season. And uh, Antoine Staley, who's an ECU alum and has been on this show a lot in uh, the past, covering the NFL, covering uh, high-level college football, is now at uh, the New York Daily News. And he will be uh, he covers the Jets for the Daily News. So he'll be uh, catching up with us next segment. Looking forward to having uh, Antoine back on the radio with us. I want to remind you before we go any further about the IBX Media app. Uh, We just got a report. The downloads continue to climb well over 3,000 so far. If you've not downloaded it, this is a good weekend to do it, especially if you're not going to Boone. And maybe you're going to be out and about, uh, you're going to something you've People are still getting married during football season. I know it's hard for me to believe. So maybe you're doing that. Maybe you're uh, heading uh, to have to to go on a, a some sort of family trip, shopping. Anyway, point is, if you're not going to be settled down in front of a television, you can't be within earshot of our radio stations, 107.9 WNCT and 94.3 The Game, then the best bet is to get the IBX Media app because you can take that anywhere with you downloadable for free, Google Play or the App Store. There's no pre-roll ads, and you can become one of uh, very, very many. It's a very easy app to navigate. It's probably the easiest app I've never na- ever navigated in my life. It's unbelievable how simple it is to navigate, yet so complex in all that it uh, presents because it's a live stream and uh, podcast and video cast 
of all of our uh, great programming in the IBX media family. All right, let's do today's pirate report as we uh, get to uh, things here, and uh, we'll start the show with that. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's pirate report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Hilk, I want to hit these uh, cuts from Coach Houston first. So uh, let's uh, – did you use one of those for your uh, – or did you use one for the press conference today for your your update that you have? I did use up? one of these uh, Houston cuts for my update. I did the – Which uh, one did you use? I used the uh, adversity building character cut. Okay. Uh, cut. Well, uh, let's – let's yeah, let's hear from Coach then about uh, talking about the Pirate third down defense. Uh, and how uh, well he thought it played for three and a half quarters. You're very happy with the defensive performance for three and a half quarters. Uh, you know, until the double pass and the, and the counter, uh, you know, you had played very, very well against a, a good football team. Uh, you know, those are the same guys that uh, led Marshall to nine wins last year. So, uh, you know, I thought we were playing very, very well. Uh, and the kids were playing with a lot of energy. I thought our physicality uh, on the line of scrimmage was very, very good. I thought we were tackling very well. Very aggressive. Similar fan bases. Coach Houston on that between ECU and App. Well, I think there's a lot of similarities between uh, the two schools and the two fan bases. You know, both are very passionate about uh, their football programs. Um, You know, both have, you know, great tradition. All right, good stuff. Uh, We'll hear more from Coach Houston coming up in our Houston huddle in just a little bit. All right, uh, time to hear from uh, some of the players. Uh, a couple of them were in today, including Jack Powers, uh, who's been uh, just electric on the Pirate defense. Uh, he talked about that 24-hour rule after a loss. We have a 24-hour rule, so it's natural the next morning you're going to wake up and kind of have that feeling in your gut. But uh, by the time Sunday practice gets around, you got to flush it out and look forward to getting a win this week. Uh, Powers says uh, he doesn't think anyone thinks that the season is over by any stretch. Well, let me rephrase that. He doesn't think anybody in that locker room thinks the season is over by any stretch. I don't think the whole, anyone on the team is thinking it's near the end. Um, you know, we're a very young team. It's young in the season. So, uh, you know, we're going to get better every week, and we're just looking forward to show that. It, obviously, uh it's not over, and you know, an 0-2 start's not ideal, but uh, the season's far from over. But we need to tell some of the people that are lining up on the Green Street Bridge that, or the Cowboys, or the Keyboard Cowboys uh, that. And I guess Cowgirls, too, to be politically correct. It is the 90s. Uh, Powers, preparation uh, has stayed the same last year to this year, he says. Hasn't changed too much, honestly. I think the coaching staff does a great job um, in kind of day-by-day showing us different things makes the preparation a lot easier so you know on a, on a Tuesday we might focus on some of the earlier downs where on Wednesday we'll look at kind of third down stuff like that so preparation is pretty simple um, and you know I think we do a great job of it each week uh, and uh, it's pretty simple according to Jack the Pirates have to eliminate the big plays huge emphasis on just having 11 on the same page at all times um, and then along with that just being consistent so, you know, each play, everyone has to do their job, and if everyone takes care of their 111th, we'll be fine. All right. Um, and then uh, Powers talking about the special teams, which uh, were probably a part of the Pirate game 
Saturday with the end result that went overlooked. Uh, special teams uh, played very, very well. Here is Jack Powers on the importance of specialty. He also pilked. Do you remember he had a huge tackle on one of the kick coverages? Anyway, here it is. Definitely, and I think we just need to keep that as an emphasis. Um, I think special teams plays a big part of the game that a lot of people don't see. So uh, I think just if we keep emphasizing that, we'll be we'll be all right. Pilk, you're from out in the uh, western part of the state. Well, not what I think most people think the western part of the state, but I say the western part of the state. You're out near Charlotte. The great state of Mecklenburg, its own yeah. island, as we know. Hey, hey I'm not but, one of those crazy people. I'm, the, I'm a Cabarrus County, next county north. Ah, Don't throw us in the okay. same boat as those lunatics. But there are plenty of uh, App State people that I'm sure you grew up in and know out that way, right? I do. Not as many as I did Pirates, but definitely a lot of uh, boonies. Right. Right. A lot of boonies out there. And, uh, I don't know if you've heard from any this week. I've heard from a couple. They're really obnoxious. They like to remind you they beat Michigan many, many years ago. Um, and so, you know, it, it's, it, it's going to be a hostile environment, right? I mean, well, there's no doubt at Kid Brewer, it's going to be a hostile environment and, uh, Jack Powers ready to play in it. He says, that's something I kind of noticed before the season started looking at our schedule. I thought that Michigan was going to be kind of a great test and eye-opening experience for some guys and prepares for this week. So uh, personally, I love going into a hostile environment. I think our team responds well to that usually. So uh, just looking forward to it this weekend. Um, the scout for App State, here it is, Jack Powers. Although I wasn't here two years ago when we played them last, um, just same things, kind of stretch, more of a run-heavy team. They'll take some shots. So uh, that's what we're looking forward to. And let's see here. Uh, the targeting call, that was, I mean, the, the two games so far have been horrendously officiated. The Big Ten officials, terrible. The Sun Belt officials, awful. There'll be Sun Belt officials this weekend, unfortunately, because this uh, goes back to a comfort contract that didn't put American officials in there. The dope. And so, uh, I mean, you could expect the same really poor officiating, especially, uh, you know, in Boone. I, I think it's going to be atrocious, and, and that's that's just something else you have to go against. But uh, let's talk uh, – let's hear from Jack Powers on that targeting call, which was reversed rightly by the NCAA. It was unfortunate having to sit out uh, the rest of the third quarter and the fourth quarter. Um, and obviously it wasn't intentional, nothing like that. So that was – what was frustrating for me is like I wasn't going out there with the intention to do that. Um, was very happy when it got overturned, though, and I'm glad I could be out there last game for the full game. And uh, let's now uh, go and hear from uh, Parker Moore. Uh, Moore says that uh, in our pirate report that, uh, well, he gives his thoughts after the 0-2 start. Something you don't want to feel, you know, I feel like it was immediate after we lost that game. We got in the locker room and just players only. Rajay, you know, had some words to say that I can't repeat, but uh, I feel like uh, it's going to be a good week. It's going to be a good week. All right, he uh, evaluates the offensive line play through two games. I do think we need to clean up some uh, fundamentals and things like that, but I do feel like the chemistry is getting better, uh, the connection is getting better, and uh, – you can see it on the field, like we're just meshing and things like that, and I'm excited. His move to left tackle for Parker Moore. Still got to clean up some things fundamentally, but I do feel comfortable playing on the left. I usually play my whole career on the right side, so it was a little difficult at first, but obviously the repetition has made 
my body changed a little bit, so I'm comfortable playing left. All right, he talks about uh, Appalachian State, gives us a scout about that. They're an aggressive defense, really good team up front, and uh, they like to bully you and things like that, be real physical and impose their will on you, and we're looking forward to it. All right, and uh, last thing here for Parker Moore, when asked about blocking out the noise about the quarterbacking situation, here we go. Not even just the quarterback situation. I feel like we just cut out everything as a team. We just, you know, keep everything in-house, focus on what we have going on as a team. And, uh, you know, I talk to those guys all the time when something doesn't go their way just to just relax and breathe and uh, just slow down because, you know, they get real jittery. I want to win. They want to win. So as long as they can just breathe and relax, everything will slow down for them. All right, uh, that'll do it. We're getting ready to hit a break here, and that is today's Pirate Report. Antoine Staley is going to be with us uh, coming up uh, next. In case you missed the big news today, uh, Aaron Rodgers has ruptured his Achilles. This after the Jets made the move to get him. Two years, $75 million, all guaranteed. Antoine Staley, ECU alum, covers the Jets for the New York Daily News. We'll check in with him in the Big Apple about all of this coming up right after uh, this on the Patrick Johnson radio show on 94.3 The Game and the brand new, download it now, IBX Media app. You ready for this? Oh, I'm very ready. Okay, ready? You ready? Streaming to the world at 94.3thegame.com. This is the Patrick Johnson Show. Now in all his glory, here's the P-Man. The news uh, shocking the sports world here in Monday night football game injured. He's out for the rest of the season. It was revealed MRI confirming that he suffered a complete tear of the left Achilles tendon during MNF. Wow. And so we bring in our old friend Antoine Staley. He is an ECU alum. Now with the New York Daily News covering the Jets. Well, your job just gets more and more interesting, doesn't it? I never a dull moment come to NFL, so yeah, it's always so. So, uh, boy, um, all this buildup and all of this, and you, you kind of felt, even if you're not a Jets fan, like this could be a, a big year for them. Well, now where does it go? It's uh, a good question. I don't think we know. I mean, I think you know we got Zach Wilson, who's going to be the starter now, and. You know, we saw him last. We saw him yes after before yesterday actually, which I think he played really well in the third and fourth quarter and lead that team to the overtime and eventually the win. But prior to that, he had been benched a few times there of his previous uh, start against the uh, Jaguars last December. He got pretty much out of the stadium. So you know, it's it's a roller coaster ride when you got a guy like Zach Wilson where you got to have some highs, you got to have some lows. I think we kind of saw a little bit of that. On Monday Night Football, you just have to hope that he continues to maturate and get better. If not, then, you know, the Jets have a really good defense. Special teams are sound. But, you know, as we know, the NFL is all about the quarterback. And if you don't have a quarterback that can, you know, make plays for you, then it's going to be hard to make the playoffs, especially in a tough AFC, which is where it is right now. Yeah, that's going to be – of course, that was lost in all this. They did win last night. But. Yes, they did. <laughs> but did, did they? Did they really? Yeah. They, they won on the scoreboard. But, you know, I think people would have would have they would have accepted the loss had Rodgers been healthy as opposed to the other way around. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it's uh, one of those uh, deals um, 
where it, it certainly is perhaps uh, certainly wasn't addition by subtraction. I think that would be yeah. a, a great way to put it. Uh, all right, so Antoine Staley, ECU alum, uh, New York Daily News, covering the Jets. Going to be an exciting season for him. What is the reaction from the Jets' perspective as far as Rodgers' long-term? Because, I mean, he's he's certainly no spring chicken. Well, I guess we'll find I, uh, we'll find out soon. We talked to Robert Sala and the head coach, coaching staff. But, yeah, I definitely think that, you know, their plan was to they signed him to a two-year deal. They reworked this deal. They previously had in Green Bay two years, $75 million guaranteed. He actually took a pay cut uh, from that deal. And their perspective is he is, you know, he's still in their plans too as well. So if he wants to return, then, you know, by all means, I think they will be in favor of that. The problem problem with that is, like he, like you said, he's 40 and now he's coming off an Achilles injury and, you know, some this is the type of injury that ends people's careers. I mean, I, you know, Damon Woody, who's associated with the Jets, played with the Jets too uh, for a little bit before, uh, prior to, also played with the Patriots too as well. But yeah, his career ended up ending, you know, at age 33, 34 because of an Achilles injury. He tried to rehab it and just wasn't able to do so because it was such a long, strenuous process. From what I understand, is like nine to 12 month recovery uh, process. So, you know, it could be up until next year, it's like training camp when he might be, you know, close to 100% and get cleared. So it's, it's definitely a long process, especially when you got a guy that'll be 40 in December. So it's not it's not going to be easy, uh, this type of injury. No, you know, it's interesting because uh, we've made so many strides with like ACL. Like that science and medicine's gotten a lot better. But this is the one that just, you know, it's just... Like you say, it's a it's a career destroyer. Um, all right, ECU alum Antoine Staley, now with the New York Daily News, is with us here. Did you get a chance to watch the Panthers on Sunday? I have not seen the replay of that. Uh, I was actually watching the Browns and Bengals. Okay, uh, that was at up here, but I, I've heard I heard about it. Uh, I heard it's not, trust me, I, I got I get text messages about the Panthers all the time. So <laughs> people I know are uh, people are ready to just throw the season down the drain already because the Panthers lost on Sunday. So. Well, then let me ask you this. What did you think of the uh, Bryce Young draft and, and you know, how uh, – did you have any concerns? Uh, obviously, you know, he's a small guy, slender, uh, 5'10", uh, close to 200 pounds. So, yeah, that, I mean, obviously that's a concern. But I liked him at Alabama. I thought he was a really good quarterback. I actually saw the Jets had a joint practice against him yep. in the summer. Yep. I actually did see him. Uh, up close and personal, I thought he performed really well. That was the day that the Panthers actually outplayed the Jets in the joint practices, both on offense and defense. So, yeah, I thought I thought I think Bryce Young's going to be really good. It's just people people aren't, don't want to be patient anymore. That's basically what it is. Like you can't expect this guy to just come in and they start, you know, slinging the ball like a five-time Pro Bowler uh, instantly. It's going to take time, especially when you got a first year. You're like this is Frank Wright's first year there. Mm-hmm. Uh, have some issues on the offensive line too as well. They're trying to get him some parts around him, and obviously you lose your best receiver in DJ Moore because you end up making a trade to go up and get Bryce Young. You just have to understand it's going to be a process. Give it, you know, let's see what he looks like at the end of the year. I imagine he's going to continue to progress and look like a sort of like the quarterback like we saw in Alabama. And then you know, as time goes on, just you know, make an assessment that way. But I think the problem that I find with people now. And I, I think this is in all walks of life, not just sports, that 
we just don't want to wait for anything to develop anymore. People develop at different rates and, and speeds and same thing with NFL players. Bryce is, I think Bryce is going to be fine. You just have, they just have to um, build a better team around them. That's what's happening in Greenville right now. Everybody's impatient because the team's 0-2 oh, and the God. offense is not looking very good. So, and we got to go to App yeah. State this uh, Saturday. So I'm, uh, I'm sure some of your App State buddies are going to be really giving you a hard time. Yeah, my, uh, my father. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they they got an offense. They got a bigger issue uh, with their offense. I mean, they can't really throw the ball down the field, and teams really know that. And you know, they're gonna load up on the run. So, and and you know, I didn't expect this year to be great for ECU. They lost a lot of veterans from that team a year ago, and I figured it'd be to get the six wins. I figured it'd be a challenge, especially considering the early part of the schedule. But you know, you at least you wanted to beat Marshall. If you could beat Marshall, I thought they'd be in a good spot. Um, start two, two and two after their first four games. But yeah, it's tough sled, and especially against the App State offense that can put up a ton of points. We we saw that against the Tar Heels last week. Yeah. All right, Antoine Staley. The big news: Aaron Rodgers ruptured Achilles tendon. I, I failed to ask you this, and I'll ask you this as we let you go here. What are the Jets fans and just the New York sports fans saying right now? Ah, it was a tough weekend for football, and uh, <laughs> for the Giants losing forty to nothing, Ooh. and now this, I think you know they're just tortured. I think the fans are just like, oh, here we go again. Same Jets is something. It's always something, and it was a high hope. The Jets were the media darling of the offseason in the NFL. Like everybody talked about their prospects winning the Super Bowl, possibly making the playoffs. Finally, ended their you know twelve year playoff drought, and now it's like. Here we go again, and you know they can't get out of their own way. And now they go from a team that thought maybe would win to the AFC East to one that possibly could finish in last place once again. Whew. All right, hey, uh, great to talk to you, Antoine. I'm sure we'll talk to you during the course of the season, and uh, good luck with everything up there. As I said, Antoine Staley, ECU alum with the New York Daily News, covering the Jets. Your job's got the. Uh, it's already interesting. It's just gotten a, a heck of a lot uh, more interesting. Yeah, it's always it already is interesting, but now it's just you know it's going to be even crazier now. So yeah, thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Thanks a bunch, uh, Antoine, for hopping on with us. Uh, Pilk, do you have the uh, thing, the report from uh, the Green Bay news station from last night? That piece of audio. Oh no, I did not. The Green Bay bar piece of audio. Uh, was it? Was that the thing in the folder that I saw? Yes. Green Bay bar. All right. Now we've got it. Now we've got it. Okay. So let me set this up for you here. Uh, So at a Wisconsin bar last night, they ran a promo that the patrons drink free if the Jets lose. All right. So Rodgers got hurt, as we know. And apparently, people started running up their tab like crazy. Like Pilkington on a Saturday night. Just started running up their tab. Pilkington. That's cookie on a Saturday night. (laughs) Let me see if I have the cookie laugh here. Well, you know, cookie's making that big TV money now. So he's kind of a big uh, deal. You know, so he's used to. He's used to uh, popping bottles. <laughs> there we go. Good job. You got to so, it. I was trying to get to it. I couldn't get to it. I got you. So 
Now, they're doing a live report on this news channel in Wisconsin when the kid returns the punt for the Jets to win the game in overtime. So they've done this, you know, the TV news reporters put together his package to talk about it, and then this happens. Hit it. And the mood has changed considerably. That is because the Jets just won the game on a long touchdown in overtime. You can take a look. This is the reaction from a bar where people are realizing the bar tabs, they've been racking up all night, thinking, certainly with Rodgers hurt, the bar was going to be paying that tab. It is setting in. They are going to have to go to the bar and pay that tab. That's where we're at. (laughs) That's where we're at. There's no such thing as a free lunch. That's great. That is great. You you know they're going to quit doing this promotion. Yeah, Actually, probably sure. not. Actually, probably not because they got all that money. Think about all the money they racked up. People are going to stop going to the promotion, I guess, is what yeah. happened. I don't know. I mean, they got a tough schedule, though. They got the AFC West. They got the NFC East. They obviously have their own division. So, yeah, it's not easy, especially yeah, they, with the uh, – to a Zach Wilson. But you know who they have at quarterback. Yeah, you have Zach Wilson at quarterback yeah. now, you realize. The defense is good. And it, frankly, I thought that the defense was the thing that sort of saved them last night. Um, But, you know. The dude that had three <laughs> picks is what saved him. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, he plays defense, right? Yeah, he does. So, I mean, that's – but I, and I tell you what, I thought – uh, who's our dude for the Bills, the quarterback, Josh Allen? I thought he had worked all that out. He looked a lot better in the first half than he did the second half. Yeah, he kind of went back to his old ways of just heaving crap he up did. and throwing picks in the second half. I mean, it's almost like he holds on to it too long and then panics. Yeah, he you know? didn't uh, He didn't probably get rushed much in college. He went to Wyoming. I don't know how good Mountain West defensive <laughs> lines true. are. That's true. He wasn't getting a lot of... In his face in Wyoming. And he's had a decent not. offensive line most of his career. So I think to your point, yeah. when he when it does break down, it's kind of like, oh, goodness, what do I do now? <laughs> uh, Phillip's got some more injury news from the NFL. Uh, he's also got a lot more uh, going on around Pirate Nation and beyond. So uh, let's do that. And then when we return, we'll have our Houston huddle. For Healthwise Pharmacy from earlier today, here is Philip the Ref Pilkington with a 94-3 The Game Sports Update and Pirate Report. Pilk? Thanks, Patrick. Philip Pilkington here with your 94-3 The Game Sports Flash Update and Pirate Report. The North Carolina Board of Trustees is discussing its potential legal options following the denial of Tez Walker's waiver for immediate eligibility. The wide receiver's final appeal was denied due to the NCAA's recent crackdown on two-time transfers being allowed to play immediately. The Tar Heels head coach, Mack Brown, said that he was proud of the fact that these people are concerned and want to help him. The Chancellor, Kevin Guswich, said that there are no decisions have been made and the discussions will continue on what to do about the incident. And moving on to the Pirates, they are off to an 0-2 start, but Coach Houston said adversity is what builds character. There's going to be adversity in every ball game. There's going to be adversity in every season. And, uh, you know, adversity reveals your character. It reveals your personal character. It reveals the character of your team. 
Uh, and, you know, right now we, we've got to grow in that aspect. Uh, and I do think we, you know, we have some, some older leaders that are, uh, did a great job yesterday um, in, in, in preaching the right, uh, the right message uh, on how we have to grow. And the track and fields has added a new staff to the team. John DeBogri joins the Pirate Nation from Gardner-Webb, where he was an assistant coach, which is the role that he will take here in Greenville. But he was assistant coach there to the sprinters, jumpers, and pole vaulters. Aaron Rodgers has been ruled out for the remainder of the season after tearing his Achilles in the Jets' first drive of the season. And they now currently only have Zach Wilson on their roster. They do have fifth-year veteran Tim Boyle on the practice squad. And the Broncos will be without second-year tight end Greg Dulcich as he suffered a right hamstring injury in the season-opening loss to Las Vegas. This is the same hamstring that caused him to miss seven games last season. On next Monday night, when they take on the Saints on the home opener, the Carolina Panthers will be without cornerback J.C. Horn as he has also injured his hamstring in the first half of the season opener down in Atlanta. And UConn will be without their starting quarterback for the remainder of the season, was announced earlier today by head coach Jim Mora that Joe Fergano has a right shoulder injury and he suffered that in the team's most recent loss to Georgia State. That'll do it for your 94 through the game sports flash update and pirate report on the other side of this timeout. We'll replay the Houston huddle with you that was heard earlier today on Talk 1037 and WTIB. All right, uh, Houston huddle brought to you by Healthwise, brought to you by Healthwise Pharmacy. Healthwise is a full service pharmacy serving all your healthcare needs, including retail prescriptions, medications, durable medical equipment, in home infusions, as well as infusions in their infusion suite located at 615B South Memorial Drive in Greenville. All right, uh, Houston Huddle. And uh, we uh, visited with Coach Houston a little earlier. Uh, we asked him to talk about uh, the. Uh, defeat at the hands of Marshall and uh, particularly uh, his thoughts on some missed opportunities that the Pirates uh, had on Saturday night. We missed a great opportunity Saturday, and that's the frustrating thing. You know, we had uh, had the lead, had the ball, um, had two straight possessions where we were driving deep in uh, Marshall territory and uh, didn't, you know, didn't get any points out of either drive uh, and then gave up, uh, gave up a couple of big plays. Uh, you know, st- still had a chance. Um, even after they took the lead and, uh, you know, just did not make the plays in the latter half of the fourth quarter uh, and, and really just, you know, made some mistakes there that uh, you can't make if you're going to win ball games. So, you know, you gotta, you got to learn from it. Um, you know, it, it's painful. It's, it's frustrating. You don't like it. Um, we did a lot of good things, you know, all throughout the evening Saturday. Uh, but you gotta you got to correct the, the big mistakes that cost you ball games. And so – um, that was the real focus of Sunday. Um, you know, the players, uh, you know, they, they're frustrated also. They, you know, they want to win, you know, worse than anybody. And, you know, they wanted to win uh, in Daddy Ficklin. And, uh, you know, it, we, we lost to a good football team, but, you know, certainly we had a chance to uh, to win that one. So uh, you got to move on. So we talked about the 24-hour rule. And, uh, you know, now we, we're, we're firmly focused on Appalachian State and another another big ball game up in Boone this weekend. Everybody uh, focuses on the quarterback play because he's the most um, visible guy on the field. But uh, I know you're, you've got a new offensive line. You lost some key players on the offensive line. Graduation, the transfer portal got you on a couple occasions. Uh, 
and the offensive line is, uh, you know, is kind of where it begins and ends with success with, right. uh, with, with the offense. So, um, you know, I, I hate that Mason keeps getting a, a lot of the criticism. And, and, and by the way, it's the same people that were screaming, play Mason when Holton would make a mistake. <laughs> well, I, I, re, I reminded, I reminded Mason that, uh, you know, we lost to South Carolina in 2021, and uh, they booed Holton out of the stadium. And uh, everybody, you know, wanted me to bench him and, and play play Mason. And I said, you know, that was not the right decision at that time. And uh, I, re- I just reminded him that, you know, the same people that will boo you out of the stadium and dog cuss you are the ones that will cheer you when, you know, when you when you play well. And that's just that's part of fans. And um, you know, you can't, you can't listen to it and you can't worry about it and you got to be able to handle it. And that's, you know, that's part of being the quarterback. That's part of being the head coach. You know, it's, it's the talk I have with all my quarterbacks. It's when, when we win and we have success, the quarterback and the head coach are probably going to get more credit than they deserve. Uh, and when things don't go well, they're probably going to get more of the blame than they deserve. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, I thought Mason played better uh, this past weekend than he did up at Michigan. He did a lot of really good things. Um, you know, he he did he he did a lot of things he needs to improve on. Um, but you had you know you you do have five new offensive linemen, uh, and you know they played better this week than they did in Michigan. Uh, but we also had some mistakes. Uh, we had some mistakes at receiver. We had some mistakes at running back. Uh, and my big message to the offensive unit on uh on sunday and really to the team on sunday is you know we've got to get 11 playing together and you know you can't have 10 this play nine the next play and you know you can't go back and forth we have you know a mistake by somebody and somebody different on uh on multiple plays and that's what gets you in a drive so uh the focus is getting everybody playing better together um because again, we did some really good things that had us in a situation to win a ball game against a really good team. Coach Mike Houston is with us. You know, we didn't talk about the defense at all there, but the defensive unit, the defensive front, uh, looks like a wall uh, through most of that football game. There were a couple of letdowns uh, again in the last five six minutes of the football game, but uh, just like at Michigan, man, goal line stands. Uh, the 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 defensive front. Uh, looks really, really stout. I know you. That's one of the bright points, right? Well, I thought I thought we played really well defensively for about three and a half quarters, and uh, you know we did the things that we we felt like we needed to do to win the ball game. And you do have a lot of experience uh, and veteran guys on that defensive front, uh, and that's you know that's the biggest example of what experience does. Those guys, you know, we bit the bullet with those guys in 2020 uh, and played them, and uh, and then played them in 21 and played them in 22. So. You know they're 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 guys that have been through a lot of a lot of wars, and so you know they can handle it. Uh, but you know I was pleased with the way we played defensively for three and a half quarters. I was disappointed in the you know the double pass that we gave up. Uh, shouldn't have given that up. I was disappointed in the you know the counter play that uh, popped. Uh, you know after the uh, after the first down uh, that gave gave Marshall the, the the long touchdown run, and I was disappointed in the third and fifteen that we gave up that. You know, we should have had a DB right there. We had a, a busted coverage right there. And, you know, those three mistakes, uh, you know, let's be honest, you can blame it on the offense if you want to. If we don't make those three mistakes, we still, you know, have a great shot at winning the ball game. Mm-hmm. Coach uh, Houston, uh, always great to catch up with you. Thanks for the time, as always. As far as uh, the players, you, you mentioned last night, 
that you've had some guys uh, kind of step up and, and assume the role of vocal leaders and, you know, kind of get these younger guys through uh, what has been a challenging start. Could you speak to that a little bit and, and who some of those players are and, uh, and kind of what the, you know, the message is from the older players to these younger players? Well, you know, the message really focuses on our, our core values of competing and, uh, and how we work and, you know, the frustration with not finishing the game uh, Saturday. You know, we, we pride ourselves in playing, you know, playing our best ball in the fourth quarter. We didn't do that. And that's, uh, you know, that's when the game's on the line. So uh, you had a lot of messages like that on, on Sunday from the players. And, um, you know, those, those veteran guys on that defensive front, they've, they, they've won a lot of big ball games the last several years. And so they understand what it takes. And, uh, you know, the, the biggest piece for us right now is, you know, you got to focus on sticking together. Um, you know, you can't, you can't listen to the outside noise. Uh, you gotta, you gotta focus on supporting each other, uh, working really, really hard to correct your mistakes, uh, and getting ready to play, uh, you know, a game up in Boone that we got a shot to win. Let's talk a little bit about App State. They've got uh, a quarterback that is uh, out of the JUCO ranks in California, pressed into duty in their opener after uh, a couple series, and uh, by and large, he has responded. Obviously, the Mountaineers uh, gave North Carolina all they could handle in Chapel Hill in double overtime last Saturday. Yeah, I'll be honest. I wished uh, I wish the young kid hadn't got hurt in the opener. Um, uh, I think uh, Aguilar has really sparked Appalachian State. You know they were they were struggling, uh, you know, mightily against Gardner Webb, and uh, and Aguilar came in and and gave him a boost, and they were able to to win that game in the fourth quarter. Uh, uh, he's you can tell he's played a lot of ball, uh, experienced guy. Um, you know, stands in there and throws the ball well, um, and uh, you know, so you know, you take him, and then you know, they always have the strong run game. You got the Nate Noel, who we saw in 2021. Uh, you have a veteran offensive line. Uh, you have some veteran receivers. Uh, so you got a lot of guys in that offensive unit that have played a lot of ball. Coach Mike Houston is with us. Uh, Coach, uh, the biggest question I wanted to ask you this morning, I was out at tiebreakers last night, and uh, I uh, had an opportunity to be out there. A good crowd again last night. The most important question of the day is, what kind of a job is Patrick doing hosting the coaches' show? <laughs> well, you know, he's got to carry Igo and I. So uh, you know, he's, got, he's got a heavy he's got a heavy load to uh, to bear with that thing. Each week. No, so no, that's uh, a pretty we, we neat. Got, we got to get we got to get him some help. That's a pretty neat environment out there. If you haven't been out on Monday nights for tiebreakers, we're having a lot of fun, and it's always great to see you out there. So as you head into Boone again, this is a game that uh, Appalachian State obviously will be very fired up for. First time that. Uh, ECU has been to Boone since 1979. By the way, I did that game on the radio. I remember Pat Dye was still the coach here. <laughs> Shows you how long ago I was doing games on the radio here. But but uh, this is going to be a, a very raucous environment over there. Uh, they're going to be very excited to have ECU there. So the question is, uh, you know, with this team uh, having struggled a little bit, and being young and not uh, not probably where you want her to be right now, are you concerned about the emotional aspects of this thing coming up Saturday? Well, you you, you got to focus on the opponent. Uh, yes, it's going to be a rowdy environment, uh, but you know there's going to be a lot of pirates there too. And so uh, you know we've got to focus on you know Appalachian State and what's right in front of us. 
uh, being ready to play. Uh, I felt like we've been ready to play uh, both games this year as far as our mentality. Uh, so we got to make sure that's there. Uh, and then it just, you know, the the environment will calm down once the game kicks off and, you, and then it dials into just playing football. Um, you know, I, I haven't played there since 2007. Uh, but it was, it's, it's, it's got, it's a place that has a great tradition and has been rowdy for many, many years. Uh, and you know, they, they pride themselves in how they play at home. And, uh, you know, it's, it's going to take us going in there with a special effort, uh, to have a shot to knock them off. But, uh, you know, this group is capable of it and, uh, and motivated to do it. And so we just got to have a great week of practice. If, if Mason is not moving the ball like you want him to early in the game, would you would you make that move to Alex Flynn a little quicker this week or not? Well, I'm you know I, I, I'm not going to get into any of that stuff. So that's you know the one thing I am always going to do. Uh, I am always going to do everything in my power and ability to give the Pirates a chance to win on Saturday's game day whenever we play. Um, I'm passionate about this university. I'm passionate about this football program. I'm passionate about these kids. Uh, and and I'm always going to do right by them, and so uh, you know that's that that's all I'll say about anything like that. Okay. Well, you you have uh, you know, nobody wants to win worse than you do, and uh, everybody's got uh, everybody's got an opinion, but uh, you know we uh, I trust you to make those decisions, and uh, I've seen you turn programs around throughout your career, and I know you're in a situation here where you want to try to get things back up to where you want them to be in a pretty quick uh, pretty quick way. What's the attitude of the guys right now? They're, I mean, they're, they're motivated to get back going. Uh, I would expect we'll have a real uh, positive practice this afternoon. Uh, we got uh, great leadership from a lot of guys in our, in our locker room, so I would anticipate them being uh, excited and ready to go, uh, and our coaching staff is. So, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, any, anybody, that, uh, anybody that ever wonders what things are like after a loss are to come hang out with a coach at his house. Yeah, uh, you know what little time you're there, uh, you're focused on, you know, not the things you probably truly need to be focused on. You're you're focused on how can I get this uh, back going? How can we, you know, do things better? You know, what corrections do we need to make? How can we, how can we coach the kids better? It's your complete and whole focus. And so uh, there's a lot of people very motivated to, uh, you know, to get this thing going uh, exactly where we want it to be. Um, now. You know, it's it's we we've had a challenging schedule to start the season, so uh, we've got to just play better this week. And Mike, Patrick, last thing here, yeah. Uh, yeah, not so much keys, but uh, you know, I just want to get your assessment of special teams as uh, we get ready to say goodbye to you here. Uh, obviously, I think there's been a lot of positives, and uh, it's almost like kind of like the officiating. If you're not talking about that aspect of the game, that must mean it's a, a good thing. There's plenty to talk about with officiating, but we'll spare you that uh, opportunity right now. But uh, as far as the special teams the, the, go. The, spe- the special teams have been a lot better than the officiating. So, um, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I'm, really, I'm really pleased with how he's played on special teams Saturday. And that's something that kind of got overshadowed. Um, our coverage units, our punt unit, and our kickoff unit both had really, really good days. Um, I thought both of our return units uh, had really, really good days. Uh, we had one, uh, two, two returnable kicks on kickoff, uh, and Javius uh, and, the, and the blockers did a good job with positive field position. We won the field position battle as far as stats go for the day, which, uh, you know, in spite of the two turnovers uh, late in the game that gave Marshall tremendous field position, we still won the field position battle. So, 
um, you know, there's lots of positives coming out of, uh, of the special teams after the first two games. Mike Houston, our Houston huddle brought to you by Healthwise Pharmacy. Uh, always interesting converse, uh, comments from Coach Houston. Uh, he spoke uh, with the media today. We'll have a little bit more of that for you uh, tomorrow, uh, plus the coordinators later in the week and uh, much, much more. So uh, that'll be coming up. A uh, reminder that our Pirate Game Day countdown for Bushlight will be uh, hitting the airwaves on Saturday at 12.30. So tune in, 12.30 to 94.3 The Game or the IBX Media app. Join myself, Terrence Copper, and Joe Sampson. We'll hear from uh, others as well. Uh, hope to link up with Kevin Monroe. And uh, we'll also uh, chat with uh, Stephen Igo in Boone. So all of that uh, coming up. All right, a timeout. And when we return, it'll be our uh, pirate, uh, or rather our Patrick Johnson show finale as we uh, send you to a break. And if we have enough time, I've got a question for Pilk. I want him to answer uh, when we come back. And now the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. Philip, is J.C. Horn fragile? Um, he's missed 18 games in his first two seasons, and he's hurt again. So I'm going to go, uh, yes, he's fragile. Okay. See, I, I think uh, I think fragile. That's what I thought. I, I didn't think that was a great draft pick for a first-rounder a few years ago. And um, he just hadn't. I mean, he, he doesn't play. That's problematic, is it not? It is. It is. Adjusting my clock here. I mean, am I am I wrong on that? No. I mean, you take a guy with the eighth pick. You know, you expect him to be a franchise player, and uh, I think he's shown you know that he can be that when he's on the field. But to your point, he doesn't play. He's not on the field, and you know when you realize that Pat Sertan was in field. that draft, and as well as a couple others, it's like oof. You know, definitely, uh, definitely might have missed on that pick. I mean, he never plays. It's just. It's, it's remarkable because, I mean, he, he's never in the game. All right. Um, Panthers will have uh, the Saints on Monday. So no Panther talk Monday, but Saints football uh, from uh, Saints football, Charlotte. Saints football, not Panthers football. You're calling it Saints football. Uh, so he's Panthers, already lost Panthers faith football. in the team, ladies and gentlemen. Already lost faith in the team. Saints and Panthers football is what I meant to say. But, uh, yes. You going or what? You got to work. No, nah, I got to work. Okay. We got the PJ show. We got the coach's show. Yeah. Too much going on. Okay. I understand. All right. Uh, thanks to Coach Houston. Thanks to uh, Antoine Staley for being on with us today. Tomorrow, Doug Martin. We'll talk uh, week two, college football, the weekend that was, and week three. We'll talk this Tez Walker deal and a lot more. See you in the morning on Talk of the Town 1037. Pardon me, in uh, 96.3, 7 till uh, 9 o'clock, and then back here tomorrow at 5 for the Patrick Johnson Show. Thanks to Philip Pilkington, too. Have a great weekend, everybody, or a great uh, evening, everybody. I don't know what I'm saying, Philip. Hey, it's all good. It's all good. I've been messing up words all week. <laughs> words are hard. So long, everybody. Honey.
hundreds of hours. That's a lot of time to spend honing your craft. Ring D Brewing is proud to partner with the East. Like me, that's just the beginning. Each stylist receives advanced training on the latest techniques and styles, so we can deliver fantastic cuts every time, from wavy curls to 